Hello there and welcome to the Success Confidant Ladies That Sell podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The podcast is aimed towards female sales professionals whether you're budding or blooming. Having worked in sales for 12 years, counting, I've learned a lot of survival skills in what can be a pretty cutthroat environment. We're going to be discussing everyday topics and challenges that come up and set out some strategies that you can apply to your career today. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Success Confidant podcast. I hope you're all well and I hope you all, like me, have been enjoying the rare sunshine that we've had in the UK. Today it's particularly muggy, I have to say, but I'm enjoying it even so. So I'd like to start today's podcast by recapping on our introductory episode, which was sales is an emotional roller coaster. How are you guys getting on with your morning routines? Anybody been doing that? Starting the day off with a bit of exercise or listening to your favourite podcast? Has any of you found clarity in your new journaling process? Listen, I'm really excited to hear how you've been getting on. So please do drop me a message on my Instagram, which is at successconfidant, and let me know how you're doing. If you did miss this introductory episode, definitely recommend that you give it a listen. So today's episode, I've been finding more and more that when it comes to improving our sales performances and our customer relationships, we tend to get so stuck in what the latest promotions are, what the latest marketing campaign that we're meant to be focusing on, or maybe it could be the quarterly goals that our management have set us, that it's really easy to actually forget the basics. The importance of great communication is often underestimated. You can have the best value proposition, the best product in the world, but if you can't get your customers to open up and have a conversation with you, chances are you'll struggle to move forward. With this in mind, I'll be going through my top tips for improving your communication with customers, specifically whilst contacting them on the phone. So in-person communication skills do differ slightly in comparison to when you're talking on the phone. So this has been tailored towards all you out there who are hitting the phones on a day-to-day basis. So top tip number one, do your due diligence. Now, when working in a B2B or business-to-business sales environment, you need to be researching the company. It's absolutely essential to ensure that you know as much as possible about that business that you're selling to so that you can build a better case. Also, businesses will expect you to have at least familiarised yourself with the basics. Now, elements that I would consider the basics are locations of the business, size of the business, so sort of turnover that they're doing, sort of um, number of people that they employ, and also their specialist areas, etc. With so much of this information available in the public domain, you can see why they expect this and there's really no excuse to not prepare. It takes time to build these relationships and we can't expect our client to just answer the phone and immediately be aligned with our proposition unless we have made it that way by tailoring our pitch to them. Tip number two, check your details. Not only is it key to research your company, but also the individual you're going to be contacting. Now, this sounds so basic, but a huge bugbear of a lot of decision makers is when they receive calls or or correspondence that isn't relevant to them. It's like, 
it's like contacting a warehouse operative when you're trying to sell a CRM software product. Or maybe the marketing director when you're trying to get in touch about a cleaning contract. Knowing the size of a business, as mentioned in tip one, will help you gauge how structured these departments are and therefore what crossover they might be. A quick LinkedIn search to verify the client's job title is absolutely a must, um, but you need to make sure that's still current. And regardless of how confident you are about that, always open the conversation by verifying that they would be the correct person to speak to regarding whatever you need to talk to them about. And the last thing you want to do is waste anybody's time, including your own. But also, you don't want to risk creating a bad first impression. Tip number three, be mindful of small talk. So you've done your research and the client has finally taken your call. Great. A common trait of a salesperson is to immediately begin trying to build rapport in the only way that they know how. Small talk. How are you? How's your day been? Did you have a good weekend? Etc. But this is certainly not preferred by all prospects, especially when they've potentially just been interrupted during an important task by your call. To take a call they weren't even expecting to get. Try out a couple of tester questions and really listen to how they respond. Not just in their words, but their tonality. Are they abrupt and using short responses? Do they sound relaxed and do you feel like they're generally a chatty person? Have they provided a significant amount of detail to your answer so it feels like they really do want to engage? Remember, even if a client does seem open to having a bit of a chat, they certainly won't have all day. So try and transition into your reason for calling by saying something like, listen, I appreciate you must be having a busy day. I don't want to take up too much of your time. The reason I'm giving you a call today is to X, Y, Z. Tip number four, mirroring. Ever heard of mirroring as a tactic, anyone? Now, this is actually traditionally a tactic used for face-to-face communication, but you can also be mindful of mirroring, or matching as it's also known, your vocal variety and your pace of speech to your clients. If they are a fairly low-turned, deliberate, and use less words in their speech, they might find it difficult to resonate with you if you're operating from a really high-energy, high-speed flow of communication. By matching their tone, they'll usually feel more comfortable, but it also means you can then look to control the conversation by changing the pace of that towards your advantage. There's actually a lot more that we could go through on that particular topic, and I think I might dedicate another podcast episode to this in the future to go through that. Tip number five, remember to use active listening. If you haven't heard of active listening, it sounds like a bit of an odd phrase, You might think, well, of course I'm listening. How else would I be able to participate in a two-way conversation if I wasn't listening? Unfortunately, often you'll be listening just enough to wait your turn so that you can then speak. Has anyone ever had that before where they've been chatting with a friend and you can tell they're nodding along, but they're not actually taking in what you're saying because they're just waiting to put their two pence in? Now, even with a friend, that can be a really frustrating experience, and that is not a good quality conversation. Active listening requires a high level of feedback and clarification to reassure your client that you are understanding what they're telling you. 
it's also really useful for you to check that you haven't missed any key points. A really good three-step process to use to enable active listening is start off by listening to exactly what they're telling you and how they're saying it. It can be really useful to make notes of any key phrases that they're using here so that you can reiterate them back. The second point is repeat it back to the client in a summary, but use emphasis on some of those key phrases that they've used to show that you've really heard them. And then thirdly, if you ask them a relevant question back to clarify your understanding, this really reinforces the fact that you've been listening, you're keen to help them, and you're also keen to find a solution that fits with what they're looking for, which is a great value add. Tip number six, be empathetic. As well as knowing that they're being heard, it's really important to a customer that you do recognise they're discussing an area that needs improvement. And if you think about it, this discussion slash rant, as it sometimes ends up being, it's usually accompanied by feelings of frustration and sometimes dismay. And they won't appreciate it if you don't appear to be focusing on that and you're actually focusing on your own game. Now, you don't necessarily have to agree with everything they're saying, but you should always try and see things from their point of view. In my experience, the best salespeople are able to connect with their clients because they take that time to understand the things that they're doing at work, every day, and the challenges that they're facing. This makes you a lot more likeable and you come across more humane because you've got an understanding for what's happening with them and it will increase your chances of closing a deal further along down the line. Now what is really important to remember here is even if your immediate product or offering sounds like it might not fit their use case, don't just switch off. Think long term and be strategic. People remember when they've had a good service and they might need something further down the line or they could even recommend you to another department or business. Tip number seven, be inquisitive. The key to sales is asking good questions, right? Now, one of the first rules we learn in sales is asking open rather than closed questions. So often once we get the hang of this, we tend to default to a sort of selection of textbook open questions rather than asking great questions to clarify our understanding. Great communicators are naturally curious about whoever they're chatting to, and that's especially crucial in sales. You ask your questions first, and then you follow that up later along the line by answering them. An inquisitive nature will take you far, not just in having better quality conversations, but in doing so, you'll increase your own knowledge. Now, my final tip is to always follow up. It's fairly common for a hungry salesperson to put the phone down, move on to the next prospect, and if they don't immediately get a sale, they'll keep doing the same thing, moving from prospect to prospect. Now, here's the thing. A lot of buyers want to take time to digest the information you've given them and do a little research on their own terms. Two main reasons for this. A, they want to feel like they're in control and aren't being sold to. So they, the power then becomes in their hands. But they also 
have to do their own due diligence and rightly so you know likelihood is they're reporting into somebody that they've then got to justify this purchase to so they want to make sure that they've done all that what you need to do is arm them with all of that information that will help them move closer to a decision in effect do their research for them (laughs) follow up with an email thanking them for their time include articles case studies imagery, videos, whatever you can get your hands on that will help influence that decision for them that they can look through in their own time. It'll save them bags of time for having to look for it themselves but it'll also add value and it'll provide them with a really quick way to respond to you with feedback. So in summary I've gone through eight tips with you that I genuinely use day to day Now, I really hope some of these tips were useful. Whilst some of the concepts may seem basic, I always aim to paint it in a slightly different light where you can hopefully see things from the customer's perspective. Think about how you say things, not just what you're actually saying. You are somebody that cares about improving yourself. That's obviously how you found this podcast. I know you're not a box ticker. So have a little more thought about how you would want to be spoken to as the customer. Now, I am always keen to add more tips and tricks into my own self-improvement journey. So if anybody else does have any tips that you've personally found valuable, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. Pop me a direct message on Instagram, which is at successconfident. That's it for me today. Have a fantastic day and please tune in to my next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Success Confidant Ladies That Sell podcast. If you like what you hear, please do leave me a rating and review. Have a great day.